Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Every week Kate and I break down a show from the TLC network. The name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care and when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows that are on that channel my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week Kate and I will randomly select a show to cover for the next episode by spinning the wheel of shame which has only the trashiest of trash TLC and Discovery Plus shows that we will be studying. Hi, Kate. Hi, Polly. What's what's a going on? Not much. Just sitting on my couch, petting my dog. Sounds lush. Are you having a little? <laughs> are you having a little fizzy? Uh, yes. A well, I just finished it, but it's cranberry raspberry, uh, sparkling water from HEB. There we go, guys. And that concludes beverage talk for this week <laughs> um guys Kate and I you know we just finished recording um the episode of 90 days before the 90 days that was released yesterday go and listen to it um and we were talking about uh before that we were like catching up before we started recording about Kate was like oh I saw a terrible movie this weekend and Kate you can mention it but don't go into the stuff we don't want to talk about on it sure so it's I think called strays or something Mm -hmm. and it's uh like Will Ferrell is voicing one of the dogs and um I really didn't like it because it just showed a bad dog owner and I won't go into it because it was upsetting but yeah don't go see it guys it's it's not worth it at all the storyline is terrible sounds horrible and no use and do not need to use animals anymore but Kate said that and I thought you were gonna say Kate something that is much lighter but just as ridiculous was the movie that I went to go and see this weekend. Again, yeah, on Saturday called Demeter. Now it's about, 
I'm going to use the word very quickly because it is one of my fears, vampires. Okay. So I don't like saying that full word at night. I like to just say these because guys, I'm like, shit, you not. I genuinely like believe there's the shit that goes down. Okay. Anyway. Um, so whenever there's a new V movie, I want to go and see it because obviously stay educated, right? You mm-hmm. got to know what's going on in case there's some st- stuff with the years of studying these that I don't know about. So this was supposed to be based loosely on the works of Bram Stoker, and it is about a ship carrying um, numerous crates from Romania over to England, okay, in the like mid-1800s, I think. And um, I was excited, right? So I have, I think I said last time, I got my AMC pass, which I'm in love with, which means I can just go to the movies all the time. And I'm so excited. I love going to the movies by myself absolutely love it it is like such an experience going you get you get your popcorn you get your movie nachos whatever you're feeling at the time and you go in and you can just sit in one of those big comfy chairs you're you don't have to like say to someone do you want to go and see this movie well i don't know i've already seen it or i don't know if like forget it i want to go and watch a movie about vampires in the middle of a saturday afternoon and i can do that i love it i completely agree i have the alamo pass here in Austin and I go all the time nachos burger Mm. whatever love it love it and you know I also um I like the fact that you know some of them when you go in and you're getting your coca-cola we love our coke zero and you can put in the flavors you know the big station thing where you do you press the button and you can make any coca-cola you want it's a it's a magical place if you are a pop, as we say in the Midwest, lover. So magical. Um, anyway, so I went and I sat down. And I was like, this is it. This is just for me today. This is all I'm doing. I was having my hurricane party later in the day. And I was like, this is just me. So I sat and this started. And, you know, it's it's the welling of the waves. It's a big ship. It's a seafaring movie. It's dark. It's set in the 1800s. It's about Dracul. I thought, this is it. It was absolutely awful. It was awful? It was was so bad. Okay, multiple things. And then I realized that two of my friends had seen it as well. And we all sat and bitched about it for an hour. So basically money that must have gone into this film right hundreds what hundreds of millions whatever a good load of millions and there was some really good actors in it there's that one guy that of course i don't know anyone's names but he was in um a lot of christopher nolan movies and he's phenomenal always got an odd look about him and he always plays like an evil guy he was brilliant he was trying to do this polish accent that Oh, that was rough. Everyone's accent was off. So some of them were like supposed to be um, like the main guy, Wojciech. So he was supposed to be this Polish um, second in hand on the ship. But his accent was just a, it was like a mix of trying to do a Russian, but also trying to then go into a little bit of America. I, I don't know what it was. It was so awful. And he's such a talented actor. Then we had this main guy who was English, right? And his whole story was, he was, this is like I say, mid-1800s, and he is um, a black um, Englishman that was getting, you know, overlooked when he wanted to be part of the crew, right? So he said, um, you know, I I actually, I went to Cambridge and I studied medicine. I came first in my class, but people wouldn't hire me because of the color of my skin. So then they're like, no, we get him, we bring him on board. But he started off being like, you know, I grew up on ships, um, so I was just... 
I'm used to this life, but I fought my way to get into Cambridge. And so it's like, it's all like full on like Cockney and just oh, I fought my way through. Oh, I went to Cambridge with no one, no one believed me. No one believed that I could do it. And then halfway through the movie, he gets terribly nice and he's speaking like this because I went to Cambridge and, I, and you're going, what? <laughs> he completely changed. Like, every single line was written of the most like, oh, there's something aboard this here ship. Like there was lines like that. It was that, that kind just, of makes me want to see it because I like should. bad movies. Yeah, I honestly thought at one point it was a parody. Like I was like, are they joking with this? And then with Dracul, the great thing about Dracul and the, all the great V movies is the anticipation and sometimes seeing nothing at all. Right? Nos nos nos. Feratu, one of the original V movies, a hand around the doorway is more terrifying than anything that was in this film. It was just a full on CGI like monster. It was <laughs> awful. I was so upset. But you know what? I had my Coke Zero with cherry flavoring and I had my movie nachos and I walked out and I thought, I'm so glad I have my AMC pass because if I <laughs> spent $17 on this movie, I'd be upset, but everyone go and see Demeter because Forget- uh, it's going to be Nicole a get made. Forget Nicole Kidman. They just need you to do their mm. ads talking about this movie. It was a terrible Honestly. movie, but I don't care because I have my AMC pass. <laughs> hire me, hire me, hire me. So anyway, guys, that was our movie thing. Kate, you did ask me a very, very important TLC related question. I did. I saw that a certain show had premiered (laughs) that I did not have a chance to watch yet, but I had a sneaking suspicion that you had probably checked it out. You know I made the time to watch this. You know I did. And that was, guys, Mr. Ringlets is back. It's Sister Wives. (laughs) The amount of seasons, when I realized it was the first episode and I could get it on. By the way, we can get everything on HBO. I'm so confused. I'm on Mac. And now it has like all the TLC show. I don't know what's going on. I have too many subscriptions. But anyway, it was on there. It was like first episode of the season. So I go on to it to go to the this episode. And I didn't realize you go through, it's like 25 seasons. Like insane. Anyway, I watch it. Hey, you need to get everyone get your eyeballs on the new season of Sister Wives. He is there still desperately hanging on to that hair. Robin is looking like a, a depressed pilgrim woman. I don't know what she's doing. Mary's walking around with that too dark, thick foundation saying, oh, well, Cody doesn't even know I exist. Cody's like, "What? I don't even know why Mary lives here anymore. Horrible. You have Christine in her new house who at one point breaks down laughing and she goes, I'm sorry. I'm just so happy you're not married to him anymore. <laughs> it is brilliant. You have to watch okay. Peter's Wives. Okay, that's the endorsement I needed. He's like, I'm so angry. I'm so angry. And Christine's like laughing full. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to anymore. It's great. It's, oh. and Janelle is still in that trailer, that goddamn trailer on Coyote Pass. And she's saying at this point, I think as long as we get the casita built, um, very much like Gina, if I get the casita, because the whole her whole plan, she's the only one. And Robin, and I guess Cody's even given up. On what they're going to do is build, she wants to build a, these were the plans, going to build a small little casita on Coyote Pass to live in 
while they're building four other monstrous houses on this monstrous piece of property in Flagstaff, Arizona. And no, they haven't paid off the land yet. So she's saying we need to pay off this land by April. And if we don't pay it off by April, that it's just gone, then we will forfeit and lose the land. They've been sat on this land for like four years and never paid it off and and haven't built a thing, nothing. And Cody is so depressed and he's just flipping those ringlets around, angry as everything. And he's still wearing the gloves, always got his gloves on. Why? Okay, I don't understand. Fill me in here. Why can't they pay off the land? from the money they're making on the show because he's making quite a bit per season why can't they at least pay off the land this is the question we don't know the amount what janelle said in this episode is cody keeps saying we don't have the money we don't have the money she says but we do have the money we do have the money what happened is is they all moved to flagstaff arizona which i've never been to i don't think i don't know maybe i have um and they bought this huge piece of property and they all rented homes because none of them want to live together, right? Right, right. And then they were renting, but some the owner of Robin's house that she was renting it from said, I actually have to sell this. So they couldn't find a rental. So they bought like a seven-bedroom massive house for her and Cody and those kids. And so they gave a load of their money for that down, down deposit or de- a deposit. And then Christine also bought a house, but she sold, She's and they, they bought her out of Coyote Pass as well. So there's tons of money. Essentially, Cody's just realizing every the entire family is is falling apart and he can't get any. He's, he's a mess in it, like deranged in it. So they just need to sell, they need to get out of Coyote Pass. But, like. but it's weird. It's, then they're all living in different houses. Mary, I'm so, it's honestly not funny, but sometimes Cody's literally like, who? Oh, yeah, I don't even know why she's still here. It's like, she's like, I just, I just hope one day we'll, we can get back together. She oh, never, she's like, I never see him. Mary. I never see him. I come over to Robin's house and, um, you know, if he's there, he'll say hi to me. It's awful. Okay? Dark. That is so dark. Oh my but God. Definitely worth getting your eyeballs on because we all know in the end, they all leave him apart from Robin and Robin sat at one scene. They're like coming this season as sister wives. And you see Robin is in the, the abyss of um, Coyote Pass on a bench crying, saying, I just wanted to get old and sit on the porch with my sister wives. And they <laughs> all gone. <laughs> oh my God. I can't stop thinking about your description of her as looking like a depressed pilgrim. She does. She's Ah. got a lot going on. She's got a lot going on. But guys, get your eyeballs on Sister Wives because it is going to be a doozy. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to probably get my laptop in my bed after this and and put that on. But before that, before that, we have to go and pick. We've had to discuss what we got from the Wheel of Shame last week. Okay. Yes. The show was, we pulled, I was prey. I was prey. Okay. Yes. This is what our wheel of shame gave us. And this is how TLC describes the show. Recounting the hauntingly true stories of people who found themselves in a life or death situation being face to face with a dangerous animal. (gasps) 
Right. So we had a lot of seasons to choose from here. So I said to Kate, and also when it's animals, Kate and I have to be very careful of our sensibilities. We do not want to see a lot of stuff that we may have seen. So I went through, there's a ton of seasons I picked. Season one, episode five, called Invisible Assassin. So as soon as this started, Kate, I realized that it is like a show. If you've ever watched, I believe I've spoken about it on here before, and it's on the Discovery Plus channel, I believe. It's called I Survived. Have you ever watched that? I think so. Yeah. (gasps) Okay. I Survived is one of the greatest shows that Discovery has put out. So it's real people discussing things, obviously, that they've survived from. But it's not just, it'll be a natural disaster and then somebody that was kidnapped and then somebody that broke into their house and they were shot like 10 times and they miraculously got out. It is insane. Wait, did we cover this? Was this the one where there was like that terribly sad story about the landslide um, that like one family member survived and they lost their whole family and then there was... um, that's the story that I'm remembering from it, but I I don't know. But I don't know. Okay. We, we've watched so many shows. We watch so much. But I will tell you guys if you ever want to watch an interesting watch, I survive. They do it in this format, which this um I was prayed So you have like it's just one on one talking head interviews, and they go between the stories. With I survive, they'll do three. There was one about a woman that was kidnapped at 16 years old. I. Uh, there yeah it's you must go and watch that show i went through this whole you know how i like my binging you know how i get like obsessed with a food or a drink or something and then that's all i do for like six weeks i was super depressed and so what i did is i watched i survived for like three weeks and it's because what it does is i think when you're so depressed and you see people going through other terrible things you're like pauline snap out and stop being so depressed um i don't unclear whether it worked but i did watch like three weeks of it but this is I Was Prey. So I chose this one because I, we, when I read the description, I saw that there was something to do with the bear, a grizzly bear, which I'm always interested in, and something in the water. So I'm like, boom. So we meet two, two men, Tim, and we meet um, George, George. So Tim is an English guy, born in South Yorkshire in England. He was a combat engineer. Um and he was only like 24 and he was working this day job or this office job. And he just, he said, I said to my dad, I'm bored. So he said, I sold my house, went to us and moved to Australia and became a diver. First of all, I feel so inadequate listening to Tim's story. It's like, he was like a combat engineer and then had a fantastic office job by 24, owned a house, then sold it all, went to Australia and became a diver. And you're like, what? I know. I was like, what the hell am I doing? I know. Um, so he went to Australia and became a diver and he says, I just became obsessed with it. I learned how to dive, loved it. And then I kind of wanted to figure out how he could do this as a job. So I grabbed a camera. He became a cameraman. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, photographer. So then he does, he says, I did underwater photo work. So one of the places I worked was the Barrier Reef. Now, I, it was interesting because I've been to the Barrier Reef and at the, at the, top east of australia is a um, city called cairns and that's where a lot of people will fly into if you're doing a journey down the east coast of australia and what we did i remember um we went out to the great barrier reef and the great barrier reef is like nothing we can imagine it's all protected um reef and it is colors and fish and everything you could imagine it's it's 
it's like one of the wonders of the world it's unbelievable and I went snorkeling there I remember that I did that when I was really really young um but I still remember it It was beautiful and it's kind of a massive experience to go and do that and be part of nature and just see things that you see nowhere else in the world in the ocean so I was like oh this is cool like learn seeing this again so we find Kate it's the 9th of March 2003 yes and so he he's going yeah. out with like tourists, right? It's like, yes. uh, you know, going out on these boats with the tourists and he'll take their photos. He'll get snap some shots of the animals. And that's that. So it's a day like any other day, except for one thing. Oh, so weird. Go on. So he grabs his gear. And the difference today was that he accidentally grabbed a... um wetsuit that was for shorter people so the arms were quite short on him and the the legs the pants part it wasn't that it was for shorter people it was that you that he had one that i thought it was is that it was like just two styles of wetsuits he has this long wetsuit and then he has a short wetsuit oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. i wasn't really clear what you're saying. right that's what was exposed yeah yeah um so i was like oh uh-oh i know and uh, so it's a normal day. They're going to Hastings Reef, he says, with these tourists. He's talking to them. You know, it's kind of a boat ride to get out to where they're going. So he's talking to them about sharks and stingrays and jellyfish and the risks and what to look out for and all this kind of stuff. So it's a normal day. He's diving. He's taking photos. And he's headed back to the boat to get more oxygen when he sees a glint of something in the water. And it turns out it was one of the most poisonous jellyfish that there is. It was the poisonous. It is called a Iracanju, and it kills everything it touches. Kills yep. it. Yep. And he says it's. The, it was the way he described it. Kate. He says he put his. He had fifty bars left on his tank, and he says at fifty you need to go up and refill. So I got up. My hands were on the ladder to get into the boat. And I just saw, just like you said, it was a glint. And this this Irakanju um, jellyfish is so beautiful. It's got this long, long, long tentacles and this these shimmers on it. And he says, I just saw it. And it was between my arms and my face. And he says, I got myself in the boat. And at first, I didn't think I'd been stung. It my, His body must have gone into shock. But what it does is it pumps the entire body of whatever it touches with neurotoxins yes and then eventually your organs start shutting down because of this toxin he said it feels like um if you have an iv or something and you feel that like cold saline going into your system it felt just like that and um so he's fire yeah but then it turns into feeling like fire and the most immense pain you've ever had in your entire body so he's in the back of the boat starting to experience this. And he luckily had a bunch of knowledge about. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. Um, All of these animals because he became so obsessed with the sea and diving that in his downtime when he wasn't diving, he would be researching animals and stuff. Yeah. And so it was a very key point that he knew exactly the type of jellyfish that this was. He knew it was the most deadly and he told the deckhand this jellyfish, this specific type of jellyfish just stung me. Yeah. Yeah. It really was, it was something just all fortuitous. If he'd got the, if he'd got the longer wetsuit, he would never have been stung, but he didn't, he got this and he's on the back of the boat, like you say, and he tells me, he says, I I think I've been stung by this. And he said, he saw the face of the person that was driving the boat was just like, shit. So they do mayday, mayday over the um, thing, but they needed to get him out there. And he had previously said from going to Cairns, the Great Barrier Reef, it's a big it's a big um, journey. He said it took most of the morning to get out to where they were. But um, he says, the only way I can describe it is if you had put your hand right now into a boiling pot of water, but you cannot take it out and you're going to feel that until you die. He says, that's what it felt like. He started fitting. His body was having fits in the back of this boat. It was it was insane so what what happens from there kate while he's on the boat uh so they're two hours from land by boat and so the they radio um like a rescue team to come in a helicopter and he gets taken to the hospital and um he's laying there he thinks he's about to die his whole life is flashing before his eyes um and then he says he started like instead of that uh warm feeling like that he had sort of moving towards passing away he kind of started to feel the pain again he's like coming back and they had given him the antidote which luckily he knew which antidote they should give him like he knew what had stung him if if he hadn't then they might have given him the wrong one yeah um, so he, he starts to come back and he, he survived because of the antidote. He did. It, it, it was interesting. He says, I was just getting this beautiful feeling of just going. Yeah. Like I was just dying. He says, I listened to the machine. I could hear it go beep, beep. And it was getting slower and slower. And he just said, I, I felt very much at peace that I was just leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and, um, I felt all this pain again, but I was here and we find out that yeah he um that he had he then after this he explains his first dive when he went back and he said i was terrified um and then it kind of just like an update what happened to him he married a woman and he's now like chief of police in his town in australia and he stayed in australia it was like whoa he's lived so many careers he has and it said well, because at first he talked about how he did go back out diving and he made sure he was completely covered. Yeah. I mean, he had one of those hood things on. 
and boots and everything. And the only thing in gloves, the only thing exposed is like a little bit around his mouth or whatever. But then in the ending credits, they did say he stopped diving in 2012, which who I mean, you almost die. Who can blame you? Uh, Yeah, he just. Yeah. Um, So it was his story was was really crazy just it's all about luck he says the only thing i remember looking at that wetsuit just going oh shit i brought the wrong one but oh wow oh anyway he survived it a lot i'm sure a lot of people have never survived that that um jellyfish so kate take us on to the next one in canada yes so next we meet george who grew up near this big national park in canada i forgot the name of And uh, he's a family man. He met his wife at work. They have four daughters. Um, They're a really tight-knit family. And his main job is going deep into the woods to find trees ready to harvest. And then he ties one of those, like, colorful things around it um, for people to come harvest the forest. Yeah, he's a logger, yeah. Yeah. So he's working on a big job. He's going to be away for 10 days. Mm-hmm. He's only got a satellite phone to communicate with people like once in a while, he'll be able to check in with his wife or whatever, but it's, you know, it's, it's remote, very remote. Um, so it's, they're going, um, they'll be on the coast of the mainland, this like mountainous, huge, huge forest. Yeah. There's no, it's, there's no major roads. They have to arrive by helicopter or boat if you're going there. So they take a helicopter. Um, And so it's July 15, 2015. Mm -hmm. And um, his boss, Robert, him and his work partner, Luciano, they head two and a half hours into the forest by helicopter. And that's not even as far as they end up going. Yeah. They're camping that night. Him and Luciano are talking about job particulars for the next day's work and safety plans in case someone gets hurt. And then the next day, July 16th, they get in the helicopter again and travel even further in. And then the chopper leaves and is expected to return nine hours later after their work day. Mm -hmm. And him and his partner separate. They're about a mile apart from each other working, which I was surprised by that they would stick together. But I don't know. Uh, Hindsight's 2020. And so... Um, they can't hear each other by yelling. They're that far apart, but they do have radio to communicate. Yes. Yeah. And so he's, you know, he talks a lot at the beginning of this about how close he is with his, obviously his wife and he has four girls and he's a logger and he says he does this a lot. And um, he liked to be on the outside as opposed to doing office job. So he says, I'm walking around and he says, I sat down to have some water And he says, I just remember putting my head up to look and 20 yards from me was a grizzly bear. He said, I'd never seen a bear that close before. And he says it was as though it rose from the earth, the way it came up out into my eyeline. He said it was the only way to explain the size of it was like if you put two linebackers together. He said, and I knew I was thinking clearly what I was, I had nothing with me. Didn't have best, but I had nothing. He said, what do I do? And he says, I was thinking she's going to leave me alone if she knows I'm not a threat to the food she's consuming or obviously if she doesn't have her cubs. And he says, and then I looked down and I saw a little baby angel puff. Well, okay, that I added. He said, I looked down and I saw 
a cub between her legs. And I panicked. And he says it charged him. He starts describing the the speed it must have happened with. And he kind of touches on this is that you cannot, you cannot imagine the speed an attack like this would happen. Like it would be slow motion in some aspects and thinking back, you'd remember every part of it. When you've ever had anything traumatic, it, it happened to you like that. It happens very quickly, but you can remember it all. But in the moment, he says, I just, before I knew it, her entire skull, her head, was right on my left shoulder, just tearing the flesh out of my arms. Her her breath, I could smell her breath, which was rancid because I don't think bears brush their teeth that much. And he said it was just tearing at my skin and there were pieces of my arms missing. And then she stopped and then she'd walk away. And I was sat there and you're just, I was bleeding everywhere. Then she came, then I felt, thought she was pulling my T, I heard my T-shirt rip, but it was the skin off his back that she was ripping off. He thought, I have nothing on me apart from spikes in the bottom of my shoes. So she would do that and then she'd start, then she'd go away and she'd step back. And apparently when bears are angry, they will bounce. So it was like, bouncing around him and he knew he says I stand no chance I can't run from it I can't fight it so I had spikes on my boot and I just punched her in her I kicked her in her nose and I saw blood there I didn't know whether it was my blood because she'd been gnawing at me or if it was her blood but from what I gather then Kate she did leave then right um yeah so this part he it was a little bit unclear but she basically he's describing like yeah like you say she would kind of step away and i wrote she's hopping mad because he's like talking about the bouncing like you're describing and yeah i think maybe a couple times he kicked her in the snout and then yeah at some point she backs off maybe to go check on her cub or something and take her cub away but the the bear leaves he doesn't know if when or if she's coming back but um he at this point he's shaking he's covered in blood he stumbles to his pack and gets on the radio and tells his partner he just got attacked by a grizzly bear and he's in trouble he's by the creek and the partner's like okay we're on our way I think he said the radio then died, which is also terrifying. So he gets his first aid kit. He's looking at his injuries. Um, A lot of people I feel at this point would just pass out from the shock of seeing your body injured like that. But he was able to um, put a tourniquet around his arm. He couldn't even feel his arm because the bear had hit a nerve. Yeah. And um, there's just like finger size holes through his arm and just mangled up arm and back and um so he's just like waiting against the tree for the bear to come back he's like i'm gonna bleed to death if they don't get here pretty soon and after he waits there for i think like 20 minutes and then um he says he's thinking about his wife and kids he's worrying about you know them not having him he's shivering Mm -hmm. he's in shock and then robert his boss gets there and he said it was very calm and starts doing more first aid on him, puts a sweater on him and communicates with the search and rescue team. And there's two options for him to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Just either going like hiking down 
and then having to take a two hour boat ride to the hospital or like hiking up this hill and then taking a 20 minute helicopter ride. And Mm -hmm. this guy, after getting mangled by this bear, stands up and hikes up this hill and then has to wait there for two hours for the helicopter and then throws himself into this helicopter. He don't bleed out. I don't know. I don't know how he found the strength to do that. I guess just like thinking, you know, the adrenaline Life of it. Or but death, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. It was, I, I don't know, but he, he survived it all and he had movement of his arms because he was moving his arms. It didn't show scarring or anything, but um, yeah, he said from all of this, you just learn that um, I would never take the forest so lightly again. He said, I took it lightly. And I would never do that again. Um, it was, yeah, it was definitely, I feel like when you watch the, the whole other reason that I was watching, like I survive, which is like, I was prey. You get so many tips of how to survive stuff. There are people that have survived serial killers that have survived a lot of traumatic things. And you find out like, especially with survival things that like people that have been in avalanches, bear attacks, like you go, you, you get, lessons on survival and i think i learned like a lot from from this yeah because he did he didn't even have bear spray which his partner did but he didn't he wasn't carrying his own and now he you know he's not going to remote places alone especially he's always got the bear spray and i mean the other thing i want to mention too is like listening to this you might be like okay well maybe he should have run or something but the terrain was there was just no way the terrain was so bumpy and hilly and just thick with forest like there was just no way he was gonna be able to go faster than the bear so yeah it was crazy so he he gets to the um hospital they were prepared and ready obviously they had gotten word that what happened to this guy and he goes um into surgery he had over 50 puncture wounds he got yeah. over over 110 stitches um, and was out of the hospital in a week. Yeah. He, told his, he told his wife, you can't divorce me because my face still looks good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that was, did he communicate with the bat? Like, I, I do, you know, I don't know if you know, I wonder if he spoke with the bear because I have heard that Native Americans have said that if you encounter a bear, you should um, raise yourself and make yourself loud and perhaps just talk to it. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I would be able to do that. I'd probably be screaming. (laughs) You imagine me? screaming. (gasps) it's all right look at your cute little look at the baby i'm not gonna take your baby that is so stunning stunning (laughs) jesus anyway right how much did we learn from this kate um i learned i learned some solid things i think Um, yeah so I would say out of 600, we rate each show that we watch on a um, scale of zero to 600 based on uh, my 600 pound life. We like a wide range. Mm-hmm. I would give this like 500 or something. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Oh, and you learned. 
I'll echo that 500. There's a survival trips. If you'll watch, if you watch every single episode of I survived and I was prey, you'll, you'll be good. Like you'll yeah. be set for life. You'll be fine. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right. So that was our show. Now let's go over to Wheel of Shame because we need to get our show for next week, guys. So Kate, what I have not done on this is I really have not updated this and I have to put that on the list to do before we record next week because there is so much um, stuff on Discovery Plus that we need to add to this. I think you've mentioned that. Yeah, they are just churning the shows out. There's probably a good handful that we could throw in. Yeah. Okay, so guys, let's go on over to the Wheel of Shame. You know the song, you know what to do. Do and we're here over the wheel of shame all right let's get going my eyes just went to finding bigfoot okay that would be so good oh yeah i don't know if you've seen that south park episode where they go to (laughs) they get obsessed with bigfoot find this guy that's obsessed with bigfoot and and one of the characters like uh, Stan or Kyle is like, why don't you just put cameras everywhere in the forest and then you'll find out if there's Bigfoot or not. And they and the guy goes, well, unfortunately, Stan, what you don't realise is everybody that believes in Bigfoot and searches for him is very poor and stupid. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. So that would be a good one. Kate, requests for the Wheel of Shame. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm on Discovery Plus. I'm like, what do I want? What do I want? Kiss, bang, love. I know. Um, maybe like a fun travel one or, right. um, yeah, I'd be down for Bigfoot, something supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Where, come on, where is all our supernatural? My daughter joined a cult. Ah, be all right. Okay, guys. And this, okay, I have two things on here. I really need to clear this up. I apologize, apologize guys. I need to clear this up because... Some of the stuff that's on here, yeah, it needs to be cleaned up. Okay, let's go ahead and spin. We're going to spin. Three, two, one, go! All right, come on, give us a goodie. Give us a goodie. Give us a goodie. Come on. All right, for next week, we will be watching... Oh, all right, this is kind of a... another. We're getting a lot of true crime recently with our docus and everything. Kate, the show for next week, Deadliest Mums and Dads. <gasps> oh this might actually be really depressing though is this just going to be all infanticide is it infanticide yeah when you kill your kids oh gosh yeah, is it this, bad that's what it is yeah um mm. what are you thinking do you want something a little less unsavory yeah this looks really scary yeah it's pretty dark all right i'm gonna remove this guys we're gonna go again just because we'll go dark but i don't want to go that dark yeah okay all right three two one go all right come on give us sisters sister wives give us sister wives that's a lot that's a level of darkness we can that is a level of darkness we appreciate oh all right it's more darkness but it is one i just actually previously mentioned my daughter joined a cult boom (laughs) Okay, great. My daughter joined a cult, everyone. That is what we will be watching for next week. So I don't know whether these are multiple mothers talking about multiple daughters joining a cult, but um, I have a feeling I may have seen this. I think oh, this-, this is a three episode. Yeah. 
It's about story. how they joined the guy with the girl. Swami Godman Swami Nithyanada. Oh, okay. Don't know it. Follow right, the life. Guys. Okay. That's what we're going to be watching. My daughter joined a cult for next week. Um, okay, so we've got our assignment. Guys, you listen to this on Wednesday. Do not forget on Friday we have our Bravo show where we cover everything. And as always, we need to plug because we want to make sure that you kind of um, get hit over the head with this. But just to support us, you support us so much by listening to our poddy. And one extra step you could always do is sign up for our subscriber episodes. You get an episode every other Friday. Kate and I deep dive into documentaries, random, true crime, paranormal, Bigfoot, we pop culture, everything. You will see it in your feed where you listen to this podcast. You'll see some some episodes. You'll click on it and it'll say this is a subscriber only episode. To join, it is only five bucks a month, guys, five bucks. And every time we see somebody sign up, we just are so grateful because it means a lot to us. We work really, really hard on the poddy and your support just means everything, um, whether it's just listening, telling people, but especially when you guys sign up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And not only will you get access to that one episode that you signed up on, you also get access then to the back catalog of really fun. Well, some of them are really dark, but <laughs> really interesting docus that we've covered. Um, so go ahead and do that. You can find us on Patreon too, if you prefer to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, follow us tender living care pod and five-star reviews are always nice. Yes. Um, we appreciate any sort of support you can do. Um, thank you so much for being here. We will talk to you soon. Thank you so much guys. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.